All right, welcome back to the Face Off Spot. This is your host, Adam Larson, and you are tuned in to episode 35, episode 35. As usual, we are sponsored by Rubes Brews. Please check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. You can get them all there. If you have some new brews, uh, go check them out. All right. Well, we have a, I know what you're going to say, you always have a special guest, but today's special guest is somebody I've been wanting to have on the show for a little while, and it's somebody that I you know, sort of know, but one of the cool things about having your own podcast is if you see somebody and you want to get to know them a little bit better, you know, it's kind of weird to be like, hey, like, you want to, like, grab dinner or, like, lunch or whatever? So that's always kind of weird. But if you have a podcast, you can just be like, hey, you want to come on the podcast? And usually they're a little bit more open to it. So I'm glad to uh, get to know this person uh, a little bit better. But today we have, uh, should I say, uh, goaltender for TCU? Is that... Uh, Applicable term, yeah. Okay. And then uh, what, what do you want me to call your coaching? You are the Mansfield goaltender coach for the youth is it the DSMHL. DSMHL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay well and today we have Owen Roach Owen thank you for coming on man thanks for having me real hey, excited yeah no uh, ho- uh, I'm glad that you're excited and like I said I'm glad to get to know you a little bit better but um one of the main reasons that I wanted to have you on I mean obviously you've played hockey for a long time but with being a coach, and I take a lot of pride in myself and in coaching, but has just to a not only see you out there coaching because you do a very good job, and I've actually talked to a lot of people about this. But um, goaltending is such a technical game that it's you have to really, really be looking when you're giving a lesson or you're you know um, giving tips or tricks to these goalies. It's you know some of their changes. It's just so minute or so small, but those small things that you're changing can make huge differences in their game. Exactly. So it's one of those things to where like I see you looking and you're super focused on their form. It mm-hmm. isn't just like, hey, I'm going to take shots on you. I'm going to do this, that. It's, um, And I would say in some aspects, it can be maybe even a little bit more difficult with how technical that position has become. So I played goalie. Uh, I played travel goalie. I always played both positions, but I played travel goalie from mites to bantams. And, okay. and then I quit. But my my biggest issue, or, or I, I wouldn't want to say issue, but back then it wasn't so technical. You know, right. for the most part, you yep. still, I mean, you still play, you, and you know, you cut out, you cut out the angles. Like right. you came out, there were certain things, but as opposed to the way that I see these goalies training now, it is just so much more technical, and, mm-hmm. and it's almost kind of like changed completely. I know the games changed a whole lot, exactly. but just the the position of goaltending. Because one of those things, if you, were, if you were to go back and watch me play as like a squirt or a banter or whatever, you don't see me going down to the butterfly all the time. But right. now, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everybody's so much more athletic. I will say that I feel like the pads are a little bit lighter than they were when I was growing I up. So maybe agree. that might have something to do with it. <laughs> but before we get going, can you kind of just talk about some of those changes that you've seen? Because you're like 21, 22? 21, yep. 21, okay. So can you kind of talk about how you've seen some of those changes and how goalies have had to kind of prepare, uh, you know, from back in the day to being a little bit more technical? Because, like I said, you do a great job with the kids, but like, you know, what are some of those changes that you've seen? And obviously, you're a good goaltender, but uh, what kind of changes did you have to kind of make in your game? Because I'm assuming with your age, you know, this kind of change happened maybe like right in the middle of your right, career, if right. you want to call it that. Yeah, so exactly uh, what you're saying, the game, even since I was, you know, younger and mm-hmm. playing, it's gotten so much faster. Um, and I would even say smaller. So like me, I'm a bigger dude. So I've always relied on my size, right? I didn't, right. I, I didn't need to be the fastest goalie right. of all time, right? Mm-hmm. Nowadays, the game's so fast. Um, you know, positioning, the basic fundamentals are so key just to have because the game's getting so much faster and players are getting so much better that yep. it's like half an inch off your angle. Like you were saying, the little mm-hmm. things, it can make a world of difference. Yep. Well, uh, one thing that I've noticed is that uh, because the game is so fast, one huge aspect of my game that I felt like I've had to improve on is 
my vision and anticipation right. of plays mm-hmm. because it's like you always got to have your head on a swivel, yeah. right? Because yep. if you're not, you know, peeking over the back door, checking out what's going on, it, once again, it can make the world of difference, right? All these backdoor plays, oh, all these sure. speedy guys, right? You got to be ready for anything. Yeah, so yeah. that's what I've noticed mostly. Well, and it's also one of those things too where, um, you know, you talk about that. So when I said that, like, I always kind of played both positions, playing goaltender made me such a smarter uh, whatever, skater, if you yeah, want to call right. it, somebody, somebody skating out, because I'm looking at the entire ice, because, I mean, you have to, ha- I mean, you're prepared at all times, I'm not saying that you're not, but <laughs> you're, people don't think that, um, or I guess people don't know is what I should say, but how much goaltenders use your peripheral vision. Yes. So, like, even though you see a goaltender looking in one direction, they're still focused outside of that. Exactly. And I yep. feel like that has always really helped my my game skating out, is because, you know, they don't, nobody can tell what your peripheral vision is taking mm-hmm. in. So mm-hmm. they see your head pointed in a certain direction. They see you looking there, but it's about being able to uh, obtain information outside of that, uh, whatever you'd like to call that, that focus or that, like I said. Yeah, exactly. um, but it's just one of those things where it's really helped help me out. But it's funny, you see, like, even if you get some goalies that, uh, Decide to skate out every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. There's two things that they're always really good at. Usually, they're pretty good at kind of like handling the puck, yeah. and then they also are extremely smart. Right. Like it's one of those where, yep. like, even if they don't play all the time, it's like, man, how's this guy? It's like because he's watching the game from a like the best angle. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. completely centered in the eyes, but he's also looking at every single player out on the ice at all points. And another thing is, like, not only are you looking at the other team, but you have to look at your team as far as your preparation of them coming down the exactly. ice. Exactly. Yep. I would totally agree with that. I would say so. I played out when I was, you know, like first year. Yeah, yeah. Might. And then after that, it's been strictly goalie, except for I think one year the other goalie and I just for, yeah. you know, for fun. We were just like, oh, when the other kid plays, like let's play out. And even then I felt the same way. I was like, wow, I feel like I know so much more than I thought I was going to know. Oh, yeah. You know, down the ice in the offensive zone just from playing in the defensive zone for oh, yeah. my entire life. Yeah. So I totally agree. Oh, no, absolutely. And it's funny because this will transition into how we usually start this show. But we usually start this show with a – how did you get into hockey, and, and what 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 kind of brought you? With some people, they already have family members involved mm-hmm. in it. Some people just kind of you know pick it up off a whim. But how did you get? Because uh, you were from originally. Where are you from originally? When did you start? So originally, when I started playing hockey, I lived in uh, Northern New Jersey. Okay. Yeah. So my, both my parents are from Buffalo, New York. So you yep. know, hockey crazy. Right. So it's always been in my family. You know, my dad played when he was younger. He played. Uh, Club hockey in college. Yeah. Uh, and then my mom's brothers, they all played growing up, mm-hmm. everything like that. So it was kind of like a given that hockey was going to be one of my favorite sports, regardless right. of whether or not I decided to play. To play, yeah. But of course, you know, northern New Jersey, the game's huge. Mm-hmm. Just that whole East Coast area, it's huge. So I was like, yeah, I'm, of course I'm going to try it out, right? And so I tried out. I skate out, do the little cross-ice mm-hmm. mites thing going on. But for some reason, growing up, I think it... I mean, probably I'm a Sabres fan because uh, yeah, okay. uh, fans hey, are they, from Buffalo, hey, right? So, hey. so my whole life I grew up, you know, watching Dominic Hasek highlights. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. Uh, when I was growing up, the Sabres had Ryan Miller. Mm-hmm. And so I idolized those guys. And yeah. I was just like, we had two of the best goaltenders. Like, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. So I'm just like, wow, these guys rock. They're mm-hmm. celebrities. This is amazing. I kind of want to do that. So, you know, playing knee hockey, street hockey, everything, I always wanted to be goalie. Yeah. I never wanted to be player because at that point I was like, you know, they're going to make me start out as that, but I want to try this out and see what it's all about. Yeah. Tried out at one clinic. I think I had my pads on the wrong leg. But after, oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah, always the then, first right? way you got to go yeah, about exactly. it. You just have to do it at least once. Exactly. So I tried it out, and I came off the ice, and my parents were like, so what would you think? I'm like, I love it. I'm mm-hmm. never going back. Yep. And, of course, they were probably like, Cringing like Ugh. well, they ate, they ate. So here and here and you'll you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But it, it's it's kind of it's two different things. 
it's more of like how they have to attend those games now. Because yes. I, I, I always say this, like you can tell who the goalie parents are. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, yep. they're not by all the other parents. All the other parents are kind of having, depending on what rink you're on, they're having like their little glass of wine or mm-hmm. their beer and their kid gets a Absolutely. shift every three times or whatever. Right. Whereas you can tell the goalie parents because they are almost di- always directly behind or close to their uh, their player, whether right. it be son or daughter. Yep. Um, and they are also never comfortable. They are pacing, they are nail biting, they are, um, and it's kind of funny, you know, working all these tournaments at the rink or whatever, um, you know, there's a lot of times where I'm getting ready to make ice and um, it's right, that Zam gate in the corner is obviously right right by where those goalie parents Mm -hmm. are standing. So it's funny because they're also kind of like, they're off on their, they're just off on their own. They're, they're usually just not even really, most of the time I feel like they're not trying to be loud because they're Mm -hmm. not trying to. Uh, you know, they're not trying to excite their kid or whatever. Like right, the, right. The, the, kid, the goaltender at that point, he, he knows what he needs to do. Mm-hmm. But it, it's one of those to where I felt like when I was growing up, my my parents gave me a little bit of space because I always just felt like if I know that my parent is five feet behind me mm-hmm. while I'm playing, like I, they never did that. And I think that it's kind of like, I'm not going to say a new thing because it did happen back then. Mm-hmm. But it was one of those where I just, I'm like, man, I kind of feel like this kid already has enough pressure. Right. Yeah, let alone exactly. to have like, because to, to turn around and see your parents nervous, it's like, I'm trying to keep my cool and I'm turning exactly. around and now I see my parents and they don't have their cool together, especially when these, you know, go to shootouts or whatever, where right. it's literally like your kid uh, up in front. So it's kind of, it's kind of funny how that, uh, but were your parents like that? Were they kind of just off on their own or, or how did they? So it's funny that you say that so my dad was more of like the parent you, uh, you just described like he yeah. wasn't like right behind the net right by but any close means. enough but to get was, a good view yeah definitely in the defensive zone always mm-hmm. I would see him like pacing he'd never yell do anything like that right my mom, on the other hand total opposite she was with all the forward parents <laughs> uh, she, uh, you could I mean yeah She'll laugh when she hears this, but one of the loudest people in any rank I've ever heard. Oh, so, yeah. you know, oh, she'd yeah. yell at me once at the beginning of every game. Yep. And then after every goal I gave up, she'd <laughs> yell something like, get it together. Or, come on. like And just, like, kind of get under my skin. Because she knew that light of fire under me. And right, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want her yelling at me the rest of the game. Oh, right? no. So, oh. stuff like that. So, it's funny. Because yeah. I kind of saw, like, both ways of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, now being here in college, like, they're not at, at every game. Right. So, it's like, when my mom does come down, she still does that. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a- like, all my teammates. So I was giving me crap for it, but it's yeah. hilarious. Uh, but it's like, you know, I miss it in a way of like having them yell at me yeah. and have them watch me because I know it's not the same for them either, mm-hmm. you know, watching on the live stream, stuff like yeah. that, yeah. everything like that. But I mean, I kind of saw both uh, both aspects of it for sure. Well, it's nice to have a have a little bit of both. But yeah, uh, it's funny, you know, people talk about hockey parents and, you know, I, I kind of know it goes each way, but it's like, man, hockey moms are their own mm, special breed. Absolutely. It's just one of those to where it's like, I would, not that I would ever mess with a parent, but I'd mess with a hockey dad well before I mess with right. any hockey moms. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about mama bear syndrome, yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. You kind of see it all the time. But one thing I do appreciate is she was hard on you. Yes, Because you, you get some of these parents now that are like, why aren't things going my way? Are the refs? Yeah, yeah right. Are the refs exactly. or are the other teams cheating or whatever? Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I didn't get any of that. Um, even when I was growing up, our coaches never gave us an excuse as far as like refs mm-hmm. or this or that. So it's kind of funny. Um, I kind of liken... You know, if if, if 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 both teams' parents were involved in actually officiating the game, mm-hmm. it would never go anywhere. It's Absolutely. so fun. It's yeah. so funny yeah. how one 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 group of parents like that's a trip, and it's like okay, if, if both you guys were were making Ruffing, these yeah. calls here, this game would never happen, mm-hmm. just because every team thinks that you know all this mm-hmm. is going on, which uh, I kind of thought was funny. But uh, we could do a little transition here into your uh, your TCU days here, because yeah. I will say that um, this was last year, so this is before you kind of started working at the rink or whatever. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, I can remember, and I, I hope I hope you don't you know take this 
in a good way because I do mean this as a compliment. But I think one of the first games I, w- I watched, I looked up and I saw the shots on goal. And it was like 65, I think you had taken 65 shots at that point mm-hmm. and maybe let in like four. Um, at this point, I had already played against you in men's league, so I already knew that you were good. But I was like, man, like this guy is just getting, but you just stuck with it. Um, I have uh, my JV Browns high school team. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I'm telling any secrets here. We have the best goalie in our entire yeah. division. He uh-huh. is, he is, he is so good. But it's kind of that same thing to where he keeps us in some games to where we might not whatever. But it makes our team play right. even better because yep. we know that we got that rock back yeah, there. It's a confidence, factor. and it's a confidence yeah. thing. And a lot of people don't think that a goaltender can add to offense, but it definitely does. Yeah, and and you got you guys still stay in the game. I'm talking about you guys still were in that game, right, right. even though the shots were so whatever. So that was kind of like my introduction to you. And I'm like, okay, this guy has to have like played for a while like, you know what right, I mean? right, right, and right. I could tell just by watching you you had but uh I also hate playing against you in men's league because I just <laughs> like I'm one of those guys like I I don't have the the hardest shot in the world but I can usually place it pretty well yeah. but it's one of those I go down and I'm like I don't see anything you know I, I just don't like you're looking for the the net behind and I'm like ah like I just right, I, right. I just don't see it but uh anyway so can you kind of talk about how you you know I'm assuming you came down here for mm-hmm. uh, uh reasons to go to school yeah. and to uh, uh benefit your life but can you kind of talk about uh that transition because uh, Texas is a little different from Washington, where right. your family lives now? Yes, correct. Yeah. Yep. So up there in Washington, I played for a pretty good like youth club team. Never played juniors or anything like that. Yeah, but I was yeah. playing I was playing for like a pretty solid youth club team. And you know, I thought when we moved out there, I moved out there when I was eleven. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I moved out there, you know, I thought hockey was gonna be just as big. Right. Because, you know, you're so close to the border up there. Mm-hmm. But I was wrong. You yep. know, it like really wasn't that big. It's growing now with the Kraken and everything like mm-hmm. being announced up there. But back then, every weekend to, you know, play teams of our caliber, we were busting up to Canada. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, like, playing two or three games up there and then busting back at, yep. you know, two in the morning or whatever. Yep. But, like, even then, I was really never facing more than, you know, 25, 30 shots in a game. Right. And, like, depending on who you played, like, maybe you'd get up to 35. But it was nothing like that. Right. Come down here. Came down here for school. Saw they had a club team. So I reached out. I was like, you know, everybody usually needs a goalie. I'll see if they need <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, everybody, right? everybody does yeah, need a goalie. So, of yeah. course, one of the goalies that they had had just graduated. So mm-hmm. there was just one goalie left. So they're like, yeah, come on out. This kid is uh, – the kid they had was about to be a senior. So they were going to be short soon. So mm-hmm. they needed a guy. So I was like – yeah, sure, I'll come out. Like, brought my gear down with me, everything. I remember my first game uh, on TCU, I didn't play. Mm-hmm. But I was on the bench, and I think we played DBU. And I think we lost 7-1, and the other goalie on my team, uh, one of my good buddies, had, I think, 65 shots against or something right. like yeah, that. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the bench. Like, <laughs> I know I'm going tomorrow. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. oh, boy, like, yeah, this could yeah. be something else. Yeah. So I go the next day. And I think we lost six to one mm-hmm. with like seventy shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, whoa. Plus, I'd never played, you know, twenty minute periods, ice right, cut yeah. in between or anything like that. Yeah. So by the third period, I'm just gassed. I'm yeah. just like, oh my goodness, I've never had anything ever like this before. Like yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. But then every game was basically like that for my entire career, it seems like at this rate. Like there yeah. are some games where I only get forty and I'm like, oh right. Wow, that's an easy night. night. Like, this is great, yeah. right? Whereas, like, whereas right. any other goalie would be like, man, that was a forty. I mean, because uh, uh, Adobe for Stars uh, last night, where was he? Got fifty two. Yeah. So like, just that's to give people yeah. that don't understand, like fifty two is crazy. A, yeah. So astronomical. 40, yeah. So forty is still kind of crazy. Like you're not yeah, trying to love ex- that many. Exactly. So, but, yeah. but you're getting in that extra work then. If you think Absolutely. about it, your seasons kind of multiply by 
or whatever. Not only that, but uh, to take, and here's a, uh, another thing, unless you've actually played the position, you don't realize what 65 shot, because the thing is, you're you're moving and you're, you're in position to make saves more than 65 mm-hmm. times. Exactly. Just because you have 65 saves, you yeah. could be put in a position where you're either dropping down the butterfly or moving side to side or whatever, way more than 65. Mm-hmm. So 65 is really just a representation of how busy you are. Exactly. And then you just multiply that by, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, exactly. And, and, and one thing I really like to kind of look at too, as far as goaltenders, as far as like opposing teams, uh, time of attack in that zone. Because yeah. if, the, if the other team's in that zone, you're moving no right. matter what. Yeah. So if you, you know, take a chunk. So let's say you got 65 uh, shots on net over three periods. It's like you're moving. And that means they're also in the zone because they're yes. not taking those shots from outside, yeah. you know? Exactly. Yeah. But, you know, but in a way, though, if you really love the position, I understand, you know, everybody kind of wants to win, but you kind of reach this position because I'm an old man now. So, but you, you play, you play because you love the game. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. So, I mean, and that was one of my first thoughts is like after that game, it was my first college game. I had no idea like what I was getting myself into. Yeah. I faced that many shots. And after the game, I was like, that was kind of awesome. Yeah. You know, yeah, like right. it, yeah, I was, yeah. I had so much action. Like yeah. I was part of the game so much. Like this is great. Yeah. Uh, I didn't like know if it was going to stay like that or if like DBU or whoever we were playing was that good. Yeah. In that specific game. But yeah. like a lot of games were like that. And I kind of like it. I feel like it helps me, you know, get in a groove. Yeah. You know, it's like if I'm facing 20 shots a game and it's like a shot every three or four minutes, you know, it's kind of tough yeah. to stay into the game. At yeah. least I look at it now that I've, like, faced yeah. so many shots in games. So I like it. Gets me in a groove. Kind of, like, yeah. helps me be part of the game more. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the other thing, too, and, like, this, I may do this a couple more times before the end of the episode, but I just really like, and you do, our goalie on our JV team here, but it was so funny. So we played the, um, so there's, like, a team uh, within the high school division. There's a, a team called the Team Texas Girls, and they're very good. Right. They, yeah. they, they, move, they move the puck very well. They're fast. They're, mm-hmm. they're a really, really good team. Um, so he, that's that, that's the game I was talking about where he had like 64 saves or whatever. Yeah. So, but the funny part is if you watch that game, yes, the girls team won. He was the star of the game. Right. I yeah. mean, he was, I mean, uh-huh. the, I, and I've had, it, this wouldn't be the first time, but I've had other coaches come up and be like, man, that kid is just, I'm like, yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Like, he's really, like, really that good. But it's so funny because they won and they had some good goals or whatever, but everybody just left that rink going, man, that goalie. You know, yeah, even right. though even yeah. though he got the loss, right? It yeah. was it was his opportunity to just kind of show, and he showed it before this, but it was his opportunity to show like himself, right? So yeah, sometimes exactly. so, sometimes that because uh, I've always kind of likened, and I know this doesn't sound great, but it's almost like if you're playing goalie, you're almost on a different team to a degree. Because you're, degree, you're yeah, playing your definitely. own game. Yeah. Not so much that you're not a part of the team, mm-hmm. but the, the way that you prepare and focus and what you have to do and what mm-hmm. your responsibilities are aren't the same as the rest of the team. Yeah, it's totally different because, you know, the team's got all the game plans in place. What are you doing on penalty kill? What are you doing in power yep. play? The forecheck, backcheck, everything like that, breakouts. Whereas the goalie, it's like, you know, my job's to stop the puck. Yep. So i got to do that whatever means possible. It's like the team can do their thing, but if, you know, whatever systems aren't working in that specific game, yeah, kind of comes back on you because, mm-hmm. I mean, if stuff's not working – probably going to be in the defensive zone a lot, get relied on a lot more. Yeah. So in a sense, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of your own yeah. little world back but, there. Yeah, so it's like I always have to kind of like specify, like, no, you're on the same team. Like you're a huge part of that team, mm-hmm. but you're just you're in a different like, yeah, mindset. Exactly. You know, it's kind of yeah. one of those things. And it's kind of like uh, even before the game, because our, our goalie obviously has gotten a lot of respect um, on our team, and he's you know friends with everybody, and mm-hmm. he's obviously you know probably the most valued uh, player on our team just mm-hmm. as far as like what he can do. Um, but it's just so funny to see the way that um, like he and I, I, I'm not saying that you're like this, but some goalies are. He's very soft spoken. He's very quiet and not very like you wouldn't look at him and be like he's a, he's a fiery guy. Mm-hmm. But there is some sort of just like mental. 
he doesn't get down on himself. He's very right. he's very even. Mm-hmm. And and it's one of those things that I look for. Like when I played goalie, I really felt like my biggest drawback is that I couldn't stay even. Right. Like I would get upset. I would get, you know, mm-hmm. I'd get to the point mm-hmm. where I just, and I felt like I had skill, but my mind was never, my mind would never allow me to actually make it past a certain point. Right. Yeah. I think that's something I've definitely uh, playing so long. And like, obviously you said you just played till bandits, but like keep going after that. Like when the competition gets better and everybody's yeah. more skilled, you know, one thing I still say to myself if I ever give a goal is just, you know, that's all they get. Right. Right. And right. I say that's all they get. And I focus on making that next save, get back in my groove, get back in that mental state. Because, you know, if I can't do that in like three or four shots going in a row, if it's really sustained pressure, yeah. that's when I'm worried about, you know, uh oh, like this could be yeah. nightmare for the yeah. this could be a nightmare for the team. But I, I think I've developed that pretty well. So I'd say I'm pretty solid at, you know, forgetting about What's just happened, mm-hmm. whether it be a save or a goal, really. I'm just like, you know, yeah. focused on the next shot, looking for the next save. Yeah. 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 And it's 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 one of those to where um, and I felt like at times, and I felt like this is another thing that kind of got me off my mental work, but it's like I couldn't be in control of everything, and that mm-hmm. bothered me. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like yeah. I can't, like there's things that like, I. it's almost just like, I'm going to go skate the puck, or I'm going to do this, right? right but it's like, no, right. you're playing goal, like you can't, can't but it's what, it's one of those where you, like you just feel, you know, just a little bit helpless sometimes. Yeah. You, you can sometimes. only control what you can control. Mm-hmm. And not to be rare, but there's some goals that you have to just realize that that's going to go in. Yeah. Exactly. Like that and especially with uh, and you know there's some really really good players you know obviously playing college and, and you know in your group right now um, but like even when you look at the NHL or whatever these guys are shooting in puck size holes yep those holes are the yep. size of the puck mm-hmm. you know and there's just certain spots that you know if you're moving side to side like there's just certain things that the goalie could be as prepared as possible but just with the way the guys can shoot now but I almost feel like the goalies got better before the 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 shooters got better yeah, and the shooters yeah, had to adapt to the goalies. Right. Because yeah, there was a while, so. I don't know if you remember, but in the NHL, they're like, how do we get more scoring? And they yeah. tried to make the goalies pad smaller and they tried to yeah. do everything they could. And then I really feel like eventually those younger kids started to kind of come mm-hmm. up and they're like, oh, like these younger kids have realized these goalies have been good for a while. Yeah. And like they're starting to have to actually just pick spots or send it across the ice. Like if you kind of go back and watch like some of the old hockey, you know, they kind of come in and they can do a little move and it's a stand up goalie and yeah, it, they yeah, kind yeah. of slide it on the right. ice. And all this right. stuff now and I would say that a majority of the goals not just in the NHL but any you know competitive hockey like that puck is crossing that golden line whatever you want to call it like yeah, you, yeah. you have to get the goalies to move now yeah like exactly. if, if it's just a one-on-one shot like I don't care if you're you know taking the pads and making them smaller or whatever which I actually heard a lot of people were getting bruises and weird stuff which you know yeah, if you're if you're if you're gonna make the sticks like that much whippier and that much yeah, better each right. time it's yeah, like exactly. you probably put that same amount of effort into uh <laughs> the goaltending equipment because I can remember when I started off, I had the old, uh, so I had the brown like leather pads that would right. en- they would end up, and this is just in mites, but yeah, yeah. Uh, the brown leather pads that would end up twice as heavy afterwards because they yeah, would actually soaking everything so- up. They, yep. they'd soak the water up, and then the uh, the my chest protector was made of you know now it's all that whatever carbon fiber yeah, yeah, like yeah, you yeah, shoot yeah. it with a gun, yeah. but like mine was just it was literally just like if you'd put like eight blankets like you know stacked on <laughs> yeah, top exactly, of one another, right. it was just like each time you got hit, and even though I'm mine, I'm like ow like that hurt <laughs> like ow like this that um but it is nice that you're uh, kind of able to get a little bit uh, uh better equipped now but uh so we kind of transition over into you know and i did you did you play men's league last night or no i did not because no. you had practice we had practice right yeah, after that's yeah. what i was thinking because mm-hmm. i missed the game last night we were supposed to play the leftovers so you do play for the i guess you have a sponsor now it's a labat I, leftovers i know for, how crazy for, for the is that? But, but your the jerseys look good I like them a lot. They yeah, look... we had, we had a lot to pick a, a pick from. Uh, yeah. We have a big team, you know, text group yeah, team. Yeah, yeah, so like yeah. all of the uh, 
you know, the mock-ups were being sent to us. Because yeah. Toth one day, Michael Toth, yeah. He just oh, Toth's the best. Yeah. He's, uh, episode, I forgot what episode he's on. But yes, he's been on the show, so yeah. So we just text our group chat one day. Boys, might have gotten a sponsor. I'll keep you updated. Everyone's like, what? Like, what is he talking about? <laughs> yeah. And then one day he just sends up, you know, like six mock-ups yeah. of jerseys, like three different sets. And he's like, all right, boys, which one you like? And being from Buffalo, one of my favorite beers is Levesque because yeah. it's like so prevalent up there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like whoa, that's awesome. I love these. And all the mock-ups look super cool. And so yeah. everyone like sends their vote or whatever, and they decided on those two. Have you seen the – they were wearing the blues last night. So, so the blues but, are the ones I've seen. I don't yeah. think I've seen the other ones. So the other ones are gray, yeah. also pretty nice. Yeah. So I was stoked about that. So that was really well, cool. Well, you know, you know once Michael Toth gets on the case, he's going to he's, he's, he's <laughs> exactly, pull, right? pull something out. But he is, uh, you know, while we're on him – and Wes has been on the show too. Um, but with, with, my, with Toth, he's just um, – He's just, I mean, he was one of my favorite guests personally. Mm-hmm. Um, like, his involvement at the rink is awesome. Yeah, like, yeah, his involvement, definitely. and both his kids are awesome. I give uh, Remy and Gordy lessons. Mm-hmm. We usually do kind of like every yeah. other Friday or whatever. But you just kind of talk about like that. I talk about a lot, like, kind of what you came from, that hockey family. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah. oh, we're all involved in this. Yeah, we're all, exactly. So it's like, it really doesn't matter what day it is. It's like you usually see Toth at some point. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, exactly. But it's because, he, you know, he's, and granted, he's from Canada, and mm-hmm. he kind of understands what's going on, but he, I think he kind of gets it, though, that it's a nice level, of, not just with his kids or men's league, but it's a nice level of competition, but he still understands that it's supposed to be fun. Yeah, exactly. And it, totally it, it, as far as being like a league coordinator or a, a, a men's league captain, I think yeah, that yeah. you have a, have a pretty good one. I would absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. And he's he goes funny. above and beyond. It's oh, great. yeah, well, it's funny, like, there's been a couple times, like, after we've played you guys, um, this was maybe a couple months ago or whatever but it's one of those to where like you know you're kind of having a couple beers in the locker room or whatever and mm-hmm. then you know guys kind of go out and i'm like well i'm gonna see what the leftovers are doing which yeah. i wouldn't do with like most of the teams <laughs> right, you know what i mean right. it's not a lot of yeah, teams yeah. i'd be like i'm gonna go over there and have beers or whatever but it's just like the way that he kind of uh and i kind of wish that event staff was a little bit more like this but it seems like he's really kind of gotten this like really cool group of guys together mm-hmm. that it's really like you know you see some guys load up their men's league teams with just stud 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 mm-hmm. whatever but it's yeah. like those guys like they might not have fun being around right, each other yeah, so like exactly. they really like the way that you're putting your team together is all backwards because it's not sustainable like yeah. you have to build guys and every once in a while you get a new guy and then everybody's kind of like nah we don't like new yeah, guys right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. yeah exactly and then he ends out but like once you're a part of that kind of like group or crew um so he does a good job with that and yeah. i always really it's kind of funny and i, I think most people that know me i've kind of already ta- or know me within the ring know i've already talked about this but i really like playing against you guys because mm-hmm. it's always really competitive and it's just a really good game without yeah, any yeah. sort of it's like a very natural feel yeah exactly but I, I feel like both our teams have guys that like i almost liken us to two of like the older teams where it's just yeah. like we you know most of us have been around for a while you have some guys on your team that have played college and mm-hmm. we have some guys that are just kind of old and have been playing for a long time right, right. but it's just that really just kind of natural thing to where it doesn't kind of get like out of hand at any point yeah, but definitely. everybody's good yeah. um i still try and like hack and whack uh west when i can yeah right, i really right. feel like you have to he's yeah. just he's like, too you know, long these guys, and too you good do it, right yeah, yeah. And, and he's used to it but yeah, yeah. uh he uh he was on the show i don't man that's so i forget that we've, we've been on here for a little while now but he <laughs> uh i guess it was a couple months ago but uh he was another guy that i just kind of was like i want to meet this guy like right. i don't know much about him and to be honest with you it's kind of before i knew that you know he'd been drafted and all these other things yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, you know, it's just one of those to where, like, I feel like that's why I like the podcast because I can just be like, hey, like, I want to get to know you. Yeah, right. Learn so much. Well, won't see. But, uh, yeah, you got a lot of, uh, if I wasn't on event staff, I would definitely be on uh, Leftovers for sure. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, as far as like um, you coaching or, 
Yeah, because we'll, we'll call it uh, cold, uh, goaltender instruction for these youth. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're involved with uh, every age group, right? Yep. So all the way from 6U up to 18U. Well, do we want to give some uh, shout-outs for some of these goalies? Because I will say this. I will say this because I'm actually at a lot of those DSMHL games because I'm working. And you've taught them some very, like, I mean, you've taught them a lot, but they're, they're very good at their basics. Like the, right. the, the, the small stuff yep. that really doesn't take a whole lot of, like, it's more of just being instructed to do it a certain way. And if you do it this way, you'll find success. And if you look at it, like, all the goalies, especially the, uh, the one on Brian's team is, is oh, really uh, getting good. Jason Castro. Yes. They had a game. They had a game. I think it was a couple weeks ago and they were playing like the best, like number one team. I think it was from yeah. Parks or whatever it was. But man, he played amazing and he was doing real goalie stuff. Yeah. It was real. Like mm-hmm. if you looked at it, you would just think that, man, like that kid's been playing for, but he hasn't. He just right. was like yeah. this year. Yeah. Relatively new to the position. Yeah. And so it's the same with a lot of those kids. So there's really no permanent goalies up until 10 U. Yep. But once you get there, I love working with the kids mm-hmm. because, you know, they actually will take what I tell them and I can see them. You know, I've been to a couple of uh, those games, Brian's games, so yeah, I yeah. watched Jason mm-hmm. and that. And that was a while ago, but I can see, you know, them actually taking what I've been trying yeah. to coach them and applying it. Yeah. And it sticks with them. Mm-hmm. And it's just awesome to see because it's, you know, like at my age, I'm like, I don't know, how much was I really listening and trying, right. oh, yeah, trying sure, to like do sure. what the coaches said versus yeah. like do what I thought was best. But they're putting it to work, and that's another thing is, um, you know, the fundamentals, they just make a world of difference, especially yep. at this age. Yep. It's so young because, you know, these kids, you know, playing 6U, 8U, they're so used to just revolving door of goalies. So yep. the, sometimes the goalies don't really know what's going on. Mm-hmm. They don't really know the position that well. Yep. So then once they are starting to get in the permanent position – and they really work on those fundamentals and kind of lock everything down. Yep. I kind of feel like it throws some of the shooters through a loop. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm used to having, you know, half the net on this side open when I come in at this angle. Right. But now this goalie's right in the middle. Where am I going to shoot it? Right. You know, and it kind of makes it more difficult and it makes the goalies a lot better. Right. Because yeah. you, you still have time to kind of work on some of their, what I would call like more like athleticism yeah, and their yeah, pushing or whatever. But like, it's almost like if you can just kind of teach them like, here, if you just do these five things. Mm-hmm. Yep. You you will take your say percentage and you will multiply it by X amount. Yeah. Because exactly. it's one of those things to where like um and I've always kind of likened it to um like if you're going to like if you're a young kid, because I, I think I kind of picked up on what you were saying is like, was I really paying attention or whatever? Yeah, yeah. And then you realize like, oh, like how did I learn all this stuff? Okay. It's because I picked up what worked. You know yep. what I mean? Like yep. if your coach tells you something. You should at least try it a couple times right, because exactly. then if you find that it works, that's when, and it's, it, you don't even have to say anything to the kid. You mm-hmm. just, you go and you see him do it. And all of a sudden you just kind of like look over and you're like, mm, yeah, it worked out. Yeah, it? You know yeah. what I mean? But what's funny is when they become hungry for the information. Yes. So they're like, what else you got? Yeah, like that, exactly. You know, right? like, yeah, well, exactly. So like, okay, I got that down, but like what? Right. Um, but it's also just kind of keeping them to improve upon the basics too. Yeah. Because I feel like there's sometimes where you'll look at kids and, they're 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 trying they're they may be good players this could be goalie or uh, skating out or whatever mm-hmm. and they're good players but it's one of those to where they're forgetting to continue to pra- uh, practice their basics yeah and it's one of those to where like I see it all the time especially with my high school team to where it's like we aren't skating well like you guys aren't yeah. like you guys mm-hmm. aren't thinking about you guys are thinking about trying to do these sauces and this and that whatever like the reason that we're not doing well is because you're not skating well. You're yeah. forgetting to skate. Mm-hmm. That is the basic part yeah. of this whole thing. And, yep. and sometimes it gets overlooked when it's like, uh, you know, and I'm not a, I'm not a 
Pittsburgh Penguins fan. I'm yeah. not even really a Crosby fan. Mm-hmm. But if you he works on his edges all the time. Yeah. And he's exactly. one of the best gayers, but he will continue to you gotta keep those skills sharp. Right. So it's one of those to where like, you know, I'm sure there's still goalies in the NHL that are having to just run through their basics to keep yeah. them sharp. Definitely. You know? And yeah. it's one of those things to where like like I said, when I see you do your lessons, it's just at that point you're kinda able to I'm I'm imagining add in some like more specific, you mm-hmm. know, uh, mm-hmm. kind of things and, and get in there. Um, what's one of the biggest uh, issues that you see with young, young goaltenders today? Is there anything that you see that is it their focus or is it their positioning or is so it? There's a, yeah. So the main thing I would say is uh, I wouldn't say focus because a lot of goalies are focused up, right? They're seeing the puck the whole way. They yep. want to make the saves. But the biggest thing I say is uh, the depth. Yeah. Right. You got to come, come out. Yeah. So a lot of goalies, um, a lot of younger goalies, if they're new to the position or whatever, they kind of get locked in to just standing on the goal yeah. line mm-hmm. the whole time. And so you could be in the right part of the net to make a save, but because you're on the goal line and this guy's shooting it from the hash marks, yeah. you know, they've got so much room to work with. So a lot of the drills I incorporate, uh, you know, in private lessons or if I have the room at practices is I'll work on, you know, just kind of coming in and out and side to side, mm-hmm. have them work on just crease awareness mm-hmm. where they're on the crease, know their angles. That way, when a guy's coming in on a breakaway or something in a game, we're not standing in the back of the net. Right. Uh, letting them shoot at you know half oh, the net. Yeah. Well, so and, and it really and it really breaks into. And I feel like when I tell parents this and stuff, or anybody in general, they're like, "Oh, that's funny." I'm like, "No, that's 100 percent real." Yeah. But when they say goaltenders have to be the best skaters on the team, oh yeah. Like totally. so, here's the thing: is like they don't see. There's a lot of things that people don't see when people see people goaltend. But it's like you are constantly on your edges. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. you're just that's where you're yeah. on your edges. All yeah. like your edge work has to be like impeccable. And I think that. Like, I'm not the fastest skater in the world, but I do think that I have good edge work. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of that actually started from just being goaltender. Yeah. Because you're, you're, ha- you're having to use your edges in such a smaller area mm-hmm. that there's not as much room for uh, error, if, yeah. If, yeah, if, exactly. if, if you will. Like, you always have – and it's like you always have to be kind of prepared to either push off or that. So you're always you're always conscientious of, like, what – you know what foot has the weight and which one doesn't, mm-hmm. and your yeah, exactly. your transfer of your weight. And mm-hmm. if you if you think you need to go to the left, you got to be ready to push up on your right. And there's a um, there was actually a kind of cool uh, commercial. It was uh, last year. It was Mark Andre Fleury and Mark Stone, and it was for like the new like uh, Apple phone. I think yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever it was. But you see uh, Mark Andre Fleury, who I've heard is a maybe the best skater on that team. Yeah, I believe it. But you see him kind of doing that pirouette or whatever. Yeah, right, his, right. his full goalie pads, it's like, yeah. Like, yeah, that's because that's he, that is, and especially with just, you know, and I'm sure most people know that the the blades themselves are differently and they're yeah, more yeah, flat. Yeah. So there's no rocker. Right. So it's not yeah, necessarily exactly. like, as I would say it's maybe a little bit more difficult in some aspects. Yeah, yeah I would so, agree with that. So it's one of those things I can still remember when my, because uh, when I first started, you know how it is, like when you're a young kid, you're like, hey, like, I'm going to start playing goalie. And your parents are like, okay, like, we'll get you some, or this is how it worked for me. We'll get you some, like, old beat-up stuff. Yeah, if, you, yeah. if you still want to do this afterwards, yeah. like, we'll invest it. But I can remember I had, you know, just regular forward skates on. And even then, I felt like I was kind of getting hit in the toes and mm-hmm. kind of, like, hurt or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, I'm really kind of ready. But I can remember, I think, one of the happiest days of my life. And there's actually a picture that my mom still has, but it's of me putting on my first pair of goalie skates. Yeah. And I was just super, super excited. And then yeah. I went out and skated on it. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, way different. Yep. <laughs> this is different. <laughs> like this is completely flat. This isn't anything like I was used to. So it did. Uh, it did take me uh, take me a while to get used to it. Yep. But uh, so are you? Uh, are you a senior now? I'm a senior. Yep. So it's your last year. Last semester. Man. Yeah. Not crazy. Hey. So I did see because you know I do I do kind of stalk and I creep around <laughs> and I'm kind of creepy in some ways. Uh, but it's all for uh, good information here. But yeah. are you the president in some aspect with your uh, team right now? Yeah. So since we are a club team, yep. all student run everything. So yep. I'm the president. Uh, 
my roommate, the captain of the team, his name's Pat, uh, he's the vice president. And then uh, my other buddy, Evan, on the team, uh, he's also vice president. So I kind of take care of most of the administrative stuff just mm -hmm. in terms of like contact with other teams a lot of the times, contact with the league, making sure everybody's eligible, talking to like all the way up to the ACHA. So you're doing the adult stuff. I'd like to think so, <laughs> yeah, right? You yeah. are, you are. And then, you know, Pat's really in charge of our contact with the rink, so mm -hmm. this year's been a nightmare for mm -hmm. him. I feel bad. But mm -hmm. he's been doing a lot of stuff with that, kind of working on scheduling, stuff like that. And yep. then Evan's kind of our merchandise guy. Yeah, yeah, getting all our uh, gear and stuff in. So and that's we, awesome. Yeah, so it's like a good team, good squad together, but Pat and I are both seniors this year, so it's yeah. going to be a real passing of the torch. So <laughs> we'll see. Well, you know, you're going to have to be, you know how it is. You're going to have to show some love to the yeah, you know, yeah, guys. Yeah, and the, and kind of showing them the ropes. Yeah, and they'll, yeah. they'll respect you running through. So what? Uh, so what are you going to school for? What's what are your plans? What are you going to do? Uh, so I'm a sports broadcasting major. Yeah, hey, there you go. And then I'm a journalism and criminal justice minor. Kind of awesome. just added the criminal justice for yeah, fun. Yeah, you know, like not? needed the credit hours anyway. So yeah. I figured I might as well focus on one thing. Um, and then. I was planning on entering the job market before all this COVID stuff hit, <laughs> yeah. but the sports market is pretty terrible uh, right now. <laughs> so now I'm uh, looking at grad schools, so looking at different schools for things like sports management, sports business, sports law, yeah. uh, things like that. So oh, getting awesome. my applications out right now, so I'll see where it takes me. Well, hey, I mean, you know, because it's kind of the first time that we've been able to sit and chat or whatever, yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, I feel like you, you, you come off much older than you are. Mm, and I, I, I take that as a compliment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean that in a good way. So the fact is, like, President's like, yeah, this guy could probably uh, talk, but, uh, you know, I feel, I feel like you'll... Uh, be successful. But it also, I feel like part of that is I feel like I learned a lot about just kind of being a leader and being a resp well, responsible human being for the most part, mm -hmm. uh, but just you know, kind of through playing, you know what yeah, I mean? I yeah, really, definitely. I really feel like kind of just, uh, um, and one of the biggest things, and I kind of talk about this quite a bit, something about, and it's not just hockey, but something about playing competitive sports and i am going to use that competitiveness because mm -hmm. you know rec league's great but something about in competitive sports you really have to learn how to work with people that you're not a hundred percent like or mm -hmm. that you agree with on everything Definitely. about reaching a common goal right and i really feel like if most people had to go through that at some point they would have a difference of opinion on other people that had differences of opinion mm -hmm. because it's one of those towards like look we can all just like disagree but get towards the same goal right. and I feel like a lot of just a lot of that competitive hockey it really made me realize like hey like if there's somebody that can help you reach your goal mm -hmm. you don't necessarily have to like you just have to be able to yeah, kind yeah, of right. reach that goal together right. you know yeah, what I mean yeah, and, exactly. and, that, and that kind of that respect yeah so I, I would say like you know growing up um, I would say I was like one of the captains or the captain on a lot of my teams especially mm -hmm. hockey I played baseball too and I'd say I was more of a leader but hockey yeah. especially right yeah. so I would say I was always that way, you know, like I was super bought in, like ready to go, trying to get everybody together. But I'd say being down here and now that I'm the president of the club, mm -hmm. it's like so much more of an investment. Right. It's like part of my life now because it's like, you know, I'm working at the rink, yep. I'm doing my schoolwork and I'm doing everything for hockey. Yep. So it's like even more part of my life. So now I'm even more invested in like bringing everybody together, yeah. making that group like a real close group. We all have, I mean, we all go to TCU. That's our common denominator. Yep. But it's like, you know, everybody's from different states. We've got kids from Texas, Minnesota, me from Washington, like a bunch of kids from Chicago, California, yep. stuff like that. So it's like all different backgrounds, mm -hmm. playing at different levels of hockey. So it's like bringing everybody together, yeah. getting everybody as a cohesive unit, everything yeah. like that. Yeah. So. But there's also just something to be said about just kind of like putting your name behind something yeah. and having pride in and being like, because there's a lot of people that they try to lead, but they do it from behind where right. they're never, they're never, they're never susceptible to any sort of, because uh, if you're a leader, you're going to catch some heat every once in a while. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? And there's so many people that like to pretend that they would be a leader, but unless you can deal with some of that blowback on some stuff, I mean, even as just being a, you know, coach of a high school team, I know there's certain decisions I make. And as soon as I make that decision, I know that 
there's going to be some people that are mad. Absolutely. You yep. know, and it's I'm just totally one of those, here. like, you have to own it, but you just have to put your name behind it. You yeah. have to put, and the thing is, you don't, you don't wiggle out of your decision. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's one of yeah, those exactly. where it, you stick with it because if you try and wiggle out of everything, then nobody really knows what you're about. Right. You know yep. what I mean? It's Absolutely. like, no, just, it just, as long as somebody, you know, so I'm one of those, I'm going to, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to say, this is what this team's about. This is what we're trying to do. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if people don't like it, that's fine. But I'm just telling you what it is yeah. instead of trying to, uh, you know, kind of appease everybody. Mm-hmm. And it's not being a insensitive or anything like that it's just one of those to where it's like hey somebody's got to call what it is and like and i'm gonna put my name behind it and if Mm -hmm. anybody has a problem with it you know where to find me because that's my name and it's there Mm -hmm. and this is my role so it's one of those to where so not and it and i don't even mean this in a bad way to people that can't do it but it's one of those things to where like if you're gonna do it like just put your name behind it and and just and just just kind of own it there yeah well hey so we don't we got some time left but i did want to get back into you said you're a sabers fan yes I didn't know if you thought maybe that would just fly by, but mm, I have. Yeah. I, 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 I'm coming. <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming at you with nothing but respect, though. Thank you. Because you deserve it for it's being yep. a Sabres fan, um, and I actually do. I have two good buddies that are also Sabres fans, yep. and they have been Sabres fans since. Li- I feel like the only way you can be is from a young age. Is that possible? You got to be born into it. <laughs> like, you got to be born into like, it. At this rate, I don't know anybody in the last twenty years who could just decide to become a Sabres fan. <laughs> yeah, like hey, I, you know, unless it's a young kid that's like, I like the jersey. Or, yeah, you know, right, exactly. Like, um, but it is one of those things to where, um, in a weird way, I've always kind of pulled for like Buffalo sports in general, yeah, yeah. Uh, just because like the the fans are so great yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so loyal so and so true that yep. i feel like they kind of deserve uh good things to happen to them um mm-hmm. but anyway how i just want you to, and you can summarize this as shortly as you'd like how do you feel about where the sabers are at right now so going into this year as always very optimistic of course hoping you know is, you know this could be our year you <laughs> yeah. know maybe a slow start 10 game win streak somewhere in the year and mm-hmm. then they just blow it at the end right that's what seems yeah. to be what's a common theme among the team for like the past decade or so right. at yep. this right right yep. so this year I was like oh you know shorter season I was a little nervous about the the tougher division because that east division is something else you yeah. know all those teams they're so good so yeah. I was like okay they got the star power they went out and they got Taylor Hall they're still paying Jeff Skinner which now I'm not too thrilled about, but overall, I'd say I'm nervous more than anything because they've spent, you know, 10 years basically at this rate rebuilding. Yep. You know, they got Eichel. Now they got Sam Reinhardt, who's playing really well. They, mm-hmm. uh, Victor Olofsson's worked his way up through the system. I mean, he was a seventh round pick and now he's like yep. one of the leading scorers. You like Dolan? Uh, yeah, I'm a fan of his. I, th- I think he's fundamentally a really sound defenseman. I think once he gets some years under his belt, yep. he's going to be really, really solid. I'm nervous. The goaltending situation basically since Miller left, right. since they traded Miller, has just been a dumpster fire. Right. And it's like now they have Linus Olmark and Carter Hutton. Mm-hmm. And Carter Hutton, they brought him in to kind of like lead Linus Olmark up to like be the starter. Yeah. And Olmark's playing great, but now the rest of the team is like yeah. falling apart. So, I mean, like I think of the game last night. They were tied with the Islanders 2-2. Yeah. And then take some penalty with five minutes left, get scored on, and mm-hmm. then just have no final push. Like it's not even close. And then – I'm worried, like, I love Eichel, mm-hmm. but sometimes when I watch, I'm just nervous, you know, I'm like, does he, like, even want to be here anymore? Yeah. Like, is, is he trying his hardest? Like, I'm just, uh, it's just like a frustrating spot to be in. You can kind of see it from, like, both sides, because, you know, I know Eichel wants to win, and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously extremely talented and, and can kind of do these things, but... I feel like they're trying to make it work for him, you know? I, yeah, like yeah. they're tr- like I, I feel like it's not it's not a lack of effort on the organization's part. Like I feel like they're trying to put some pieces in there, but I don't know. See, 
that that's where my opinion kind of differs. Like being so attentive to Buffalo sports as I am. So I love the Bills too, right? Yeah. So the Pagulas own the Sabres and they own the Bills. Oh, I didn't know. That. Yeah. So all the money though is basically going to the Bills right now. So it's like they put the money, like they get out there and they sign Hall. Yeah. But it's like overall, like they're not doing anything for like. So do you think that was to maybe just kind of, because I'm not totally up to speed with the Sabres, but right. is, do you think that that was just kind of like maybe this will buy us some time? Like, Honestly, maybe. And then they hired uh, Ralph Kruger as the coach. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had like some front office experience up in, I think, like Edmonton. Yeah. But he had never really coached like a hockey team before. Right? Yeah, yeah. So, and I think he like would be on the ice at some Oilers practices and stuff like that. But he had never like head coached, as far as I know. I mean, yeah, I might yeah, be yeah, making yeah. that up. But as far as I know, he hasn't really had any yeah. head coaching experience. So they like, brought him in, and they thought he was going to be more of like a systems guy. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, his systems are going to be so good that they're just going to be implemented and look so good. But right. I mean, clearly that's not <laughs> not really going according to the original plan. But yeah. I, I'm hope so. I mean, I don't want to say that the Pagulas should just sell the team and focus on the Bills. Right. But I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know what's happening at this rate. Like the the whole like team is in limbo, basically. But do you think that it ever comes back to just like the loyalty of Buffalo sports fans, and they're just maybe they're like, well, we got loyal fans, and they'll just keep, you know? I think yeah. So I think they might be using that as almost like a cop out. Like, oh, we can get away with this because right, like the Sabres. Because if it was in like a non-traditional market, that wouldn't really yeah, that wouldn't really fly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's another thing is people are always like move the Sabres, move the Sabres, and oh. I'm just like they're never gonna move they're because all, well, the it, fans are just too. Nuts oh no 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 never yeah, no. But I just wish like even if the Pagulas didn't sell the team, but they just brought somebody in to be like the president of hockey operations right. that just like flip the switch up and down the entire organization where like yeah. we are a new team yeah. now because like the identity has always been like you know blue collar hardworking like the city right? right and like the bills were the, always the same way but it's like we need somebody to flip the switch and be like okay now it's time we can't be messing around anymore right, 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 it's time right. for the savers to be right. good again yeah because i mean the last time they were actually like decent was like oh five oh six oh six oh seven those years with like briere and um Pekka. like when miller was there yeah all yeah. those guys so yeah well, I did have, so I had this conversation with somebody the other day and I, I made a mental note to have the same conversation with you for this podcast because I think it's interesting. Dominic Hasek, mm -hmm. obviously top whatever goalie of all right, time. Right, right. Does he have the same success in today's game? Hmm. Because you could look at a bunch of other goalies and say, well, yeah, maybe whatever, you know. And I know that there would have you can you can you can factor in that he would have to make some adjustments. Some adjustments, okay. Because I was going to ask, was he some playing the same exact style? No, like, but he's he has the same skill set, right? But let's let let's say he was born, I don't know, 10, 15 years later. Okay, Is but 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 same skill set. Okay. Is he playing for the Sabers? Yes. Okay, I think he would still be. Skill-wise, one of the top goalies in the league, mm -hmm. just because his natural athleticism is just right. unbelievable, right? I'm, like, you never see anything like that. that still really point. haven't, mm -hmm. right? Yep. So I think he still would have, like, a decent level of success, but I don't know if it would be the same level. Plus, like, what, back when he was playing for the Sabres in the 90s, like, those, those Sabres teams were really good, right? Right. Like, had really good defense and good offense and everything, yep. and the firepower. Now... I don't know with the state of the team and just everything like that with over the last like decade or so. I don't know yeah. if it would be to the same magnitude, but I still think he would have some I, success. So, so, and, th and this was my this was my argument because I, I I I picked up kind of where you left off as far as like his athleticism. Like yeah. he would still be obviously very good. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like with today's game, it is about absolutely minimizing however you can 
the chance of you scoring a goal mm-hmm. by just literally just cutting off the opportunities. Right. Whereas I felt like he, it's like it's like he's offering you eighty percent, but he has a seventy eight percent chance of covering that eighty percent that he's giving you. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's it's one of those to where it's like okay, like. Does that work out? Because he was almost so unpredictable right. that nobody really. I kind of liken it to like when every once in a while, if I'm playing against a goalie that's like a C or D goalie, mm-hmm. I'll do something thinking he's going to make a right, certain yeah. move. It doesn't happen. Nowhere, right? He saves it. Like yeah. I'm just like, well, what the like? Yeah. I didn't, you know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> I didn't predict for you not to move at all. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But then yeah. you know, and it's kind of the same thing where. You know, you might play against like a D leaguer. He's coming down and breakaway or whatever, and all mm-hmm. of a sudden he just does something randomly. You can't read yeah. it. You can't read his body. You exactly. know, what I mean? like you, yeah. you kind of, yeah. you know, you kind of don't know what's going on. So yeah. I, I was just kind of liking it to that. But I, I, I do think that he just with his athleticism, he's still. But you've never seen anything like that before or after, right? So it's like an enigma of just this yeah. raw talent of like yeah. how and it, and for anybody that's listening that. I don't know if anybody listens that doesn't know who Dominic Hasek is, but like if you go look up highlights or whatever, you'll be like, you'll never see saves like that. Yeah. Like it's almost like those, uh, like you know how you see like NHL comes out with like save of the week or like top ten saves or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like he could have covered like that. He would have been that like all ten times in one yeah, week, exactly. Like the, yeah. just in one game, mm-hmm. it could have been a possibility yeah. of like there was nothing like that. Um, and then also you want to talk about because he was a hothead. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't yeah, see that yeah, anymore either. Exactly. Now, you I'm not even keel. Yeah, you got all these guys now that they just, they look so stoic and they don't ever look whatever. Like, he'd chase mm-hmm. people out of the, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he'd hack and whack or whatever. Yeah. But, like, part of that, but I also think that part of that brings your, whatever team you're on, they're like, oh, yeah, like, if our That's goalie, fire, yeah. if our goalie has to be the one to do it, because, and this might sound bad, and I hope none of my high school kids are listening, but I've always liked it whenever I've seen a goalie just hack a guy in front of the net. Yeah. Like I just I've always liked it because it's mm-hmm. like one of those to where like they're not gonna sit there and like take those all day. And you used to be able to do it and now you can't. Yeah, but you yeah, used yeah. to be able to all the time. Oh, you used yeah. to poke the back of the leg or yeah, do whatever. Yeah. Like they would actually let back in the day, they would let the goalies battle with the players yeah. more. You know what I yeah. mean? And now it's like, oh, you touch the goalie, that's goalie interference, right. no goal, everything's off, cancel the game. You know what yeah, I mean? It's exactly. like no, nah, yeah, like yeah, this yeah. is like let them battle a little bit. Like, cause the thing is, is those players they would be right at the top of the crease. Mm-hmm. And they'd kind of, they'd just take a little bit of liberty because, like, they'd yeah, be in the crease yeah. for a little bit. And back in the day, there weren't those, like, crease violation calls like there are now. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it used yeah. to just be like, well, no, you guys figure it out. Like, as right. long as you're not in there when they score, like, you should be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, But I kind of miss those goalie battles because I felt like there was a lot more. So and getting into another thing, and I know I've talked about this much on the podcast, I wore number 33 growing up. Okay. okay. Patrick Waffan. Okay. He, he was my guy. Talk about a hothead. That was yes. my guy. Yeah. He was the hothead. Exactly. I yep. liked it when he coached because he was the hothead. He yep. was passionate. He mm-hmm. was whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But it's one of those to where it's like he was able, and we were talking about it, influencing your team offensively. Mm-hmm. That's what I miss. Yeah. Like we have right? too many. I love the stoic goalies that are so good at their position, but I kind of just miss that like raw, like the fire this guy. Yeah. Everybody. You Hextall know, like, or yeah, like, exactly. Right? Or They're like, going you know, after him. Like there's not going to be more goalie fights, I don't think. I think that's done. Yeah. I don't know. I don't it's think. like, I don't think there's any more of those. Mike Smith on the Oilers. Oh, yeah. I think oh. it's like the last guy that's hey. really like he'll <laughs> did, like start punching somebody. Hey, did you did somewhere you somewhere see the tall but uh, Mike Smith fight? Oh uh, yeah, this was this is yeah, when yeah, they yeah, were yeah. they were flipped because they ended up getting traded. Yeah, because Smith was on the Flames at the time, I think. Right? Yeah, they or fl- I can't. I can't remember. Uh, they, 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 they flip flop though. Yeah, yeah, they flip, yeah, they flip yeah. flop. So one of them one of them's on what team? But it's funny they talked to Talbot afterwards and they're like he was like yeah 
I knew he's a tough guy. I just had to go and he just answered the bell. Yeah, you know what I mean? Right? He's like, I just had to do yeah, it. Like the video of it, Smith comes out and is standing at center yeah, ice just like yeah, waiting. Yeah. He it's wanted like, it. Yeah. It's one of those, but there's something to that door. It's like, yeah, you got to just answer the bell. Like, yeah, what's it real? Exactly, like, answer right? the bell. But he, he kind of knew going into that. Um, but I think it's cool. Like, uh, even with uh, Ray Emery, I really like oh, yeah, recipes, yeah. Ray yeah, Emery. Yeah. But like, he was one of those, like, you don't mess with him. Yeah. And I, I kind of liked that kind of aggressiveness yeah. where, but I understand with the game the way it is now, you almost have to be like just this, like, extremely just even keeled like yeah, exactly. uh, non like... non kind of chaotic goalie here. Well, we're getting close on time and we only have like one more. I know this isn't really the most structured podcast in the world, but we only have one more section. <laughs> it's called the shout out. So usually, so we usually just do the shout out. I know you've listened to a couple episodes, so it's kind of where you uh, you know, you say like, uh, it, so I'm going to change the rules up a little bit because okay. I did say that it always had to be positive, but I've been like pretty negative the past couple of weeks <laughs> and like talking about things. So I've broken my own rule. So like, you can kind of like be negative if you want to, but we try and make it, you know, to where you shout out, show love for people, whatever. But, uh, last week we did the shout out, but we ate these like, uh, haunted ghost pepper chips oh, that boy. Russ Lusk brought in. So I'll tell you <laughs> this right now. It's not, um... You're not going to die. You're not going to feel bad for like a long time afterwards. Okay, okay. But there is going to be like a little bit of a, a, a kick for nice a little kick, yeah. But I'm here with you. Steve, are you down? Okay. So we're going <laughs> to open up these chips. I don't know. If, we'll probably have to go buy more at some point if we want to make this a thing. But um, it was fun last time. So we're just going to do it again. All right. So I'll let you reach in here. Oh, boy. Grab yourself a chip. And so, just to give you some tips, uh, they, most people usually kind of do, you know, their family or their friends or things, whatever, but if you have a thought or a mantra or an idea or a tip or anything that the hockey community may benefit from, um, then you can do that, but I feel like we should just go ahead right now, like I said, I don't know if this is going to continue to be a thing, but it will be until we run out of these chips, um, but we're going to eat this chip, and then we're going to do a shout out. Okay. Okay, right, eating the chip. Ready, boys? Go. It's pretty fiery. Yeah. Yep. So it's got there. So here's the cool thing about being the host, though, is that I make you go first, so I have time to chill. You a little bit of time? Yeah. So you got to go. Uh, well, like I said, I obviously like to shout out my family, my mom, my sister. They were actually just in town, just shopping oh. off the airport. Got the cold weather and missing 80 degrees now. Sure Wait, were they here during all the stuff or no? Uh, the tail end of it. Oh, okay. So they didn't like see my power outage or anything like that. <laughs> right, but, good. Yeah, and then my dad, and then you know everybody, all my boys on TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully they listen to this. Um, I listened to the episode the other week, and uh, I know there was some bad blood, so I want to shout out Matt Hauk for my uh, custom yeah. helmet pay, uh, wrap <laughs> job. Yeah, yeah. That thing's still holding up, still awesome. I'm gonna retire good. it after this year once I'm uh, done here at TCU, and shout out Matt. Hauk, probably yeah. get a new one. Yeah. So shout out to him. Yeah, um, yeah just. That was my main one. The boys, all the all the goalie families uh, at yeah. Mansfield, really making me feel at home. You mm-hmm. know, um, like Castro's, like I was saying earlier, the Lees. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting people. The Redmonds, oh, uh, Babcocks, all those guys, yeah. Hoovers, yeah. Glarzes, all that, all them. They're making me feel at home. You know, this is my first real like coaching job, yeah. in the coaching experience. Um, but they've you know made me feel welcome. They make me feel like a great coach, which I love. Yep. But yeah. Shout out all those guys. Well, hey, and before I get to my shout out, I really do, do just have to tell you, because not to be whatever, but I'm around the rink all the time. I'm always there. I talk to a lot of people, and just everybody has the same thing to say about you. They just, you know, sometimes you could have a goalie coach, but if they're not invested, it's still good to show up and to help out and to push pucks, whatever. But, like, 
just what I see you doing, and uh, that's, I would have wanted to have you on anyway, but just from what I see, it's like, oh, this is it. Like, this is the passion. This is the care. And it's kind of the same thing that I do. Like, I'm past my prime. I'm whatever, but I still have plenty to share, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and yeah. to teach. Absolutely. And it's one of those things where, like, all right, I might be done, but, like, if I can, if there's anything that I can share that makes you a better hockey player, then, like, I'm all for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just with, you know, seeing the way that you play and knowing how skilled you are, there's a lot of people that can't teach their skill. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And I, hear what I, you're I just, I see you being able to do that. And I just, I, I think it's really awesome. Not the only reason I had you on here, but it's one of the biggest is because I really just like to, you know, everybody knows I like to talk goalie anyway, because yeah, yeah. I actually have, and this doesn't surprise anybody, I have a full set of goalie equipment in my office that belongs to me. It's been in there for a year. I haven't put on any of this stuff. Oh. Mom, gotta so, wear it. So, gotta so wrap it. I think the only way I'd make it work is like I'd have to have you shoot on me. I'd be like, yeah, okay, right? let's just let's just switch so that you know yeah, neither one of us that. feel bad, and then we just uh, <laughs> no. In all honesty, though, I think the first time I put it on, um, I'm gonna have like a end of the year high school scrimmage for yeah, us because yeah. we only have one more game left, and I'm gonna go play goalie because we only have That'd one goalie. Awesome. So like awesome. I'm gonna make it yeah. that they're all gonna shoot it at my head. I'm pretty sure uh, after a long season, no, I think they <laughs> like me, but I think they'll still probably uh, shoot it at my head here. But uh, anyway, zingers, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do my shout-out. I'm still trying to... I got a lot of saliva. The only thing is with this chips, there's so much saliva in my mouth afterwards. I'm like, you I feel that was way? pretty good. Go in for like a handful of those. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, well, now we know. Okay, <laughs> anyway. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and uh, go ahead and do my shout-out. And um, I know I talk about this guy quite a bit, um, but he's really... I've talked about this a lot. Sometimes in order to be successful, you have to know what you're good at and what you're not good at. And there's certain things that I'm good at, certain things I'm not good at. And my partner, Matt Taylor, I certainly, certainly appreciate in every aspect. Um, we had this like little uh, video chat today with possibly becoming part of a network of podcasts, which I think would be good for the show. Um, but that was really kind of entirely Matt Taylor's uh, part in doing. Um, there's a lot of things that you see um, that are really just kind of Matt Taylor. I do a good job of finding the guest and I feel like putting the podcast out and doing the recording, but there's so much other stuff that he does that, um, I just know for a fact, I don't have maybe the focus or attention to do all the time. Okay. So, um, I'm shouting out my partner, Matt Taylor. I appreciate you. Um, it's been an awesome ride and I think that we're starting to do some cool stuff. Uh, so hopefully that continues, but anyway, you never make it there on your own. Just like we talked about, you always need a team and, uh, you need people that can kind of be good at what you're not good at. So that is my shout out for today. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Rubes Brews. You can check them out on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. And uh, oh, and you were a great guest, man. Thank you. you I were appreciate just it. Like, a lot of fun. Uh, and I'm really glad that you were just, uh, not everybody's super open to coming on. Not that they don't want to come on the show, right. but they just, you know, they're a little hesitant or they think they'll come off a certain way. Um, but for being like, uh, I'll still call you a young kid, even though you don't <laughs> act like it. But for being a young kid, um, I think you got good things, uh, good things ahead of you, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you again for having me on. Hey, Owen. Thanks, you, man. All right. Well, hey, uh, everybody that's listening, um, we are putting episodes out every Thursday. Uh, please check us out on faceoffspotpodcast.com. You can also like us on Facebook. We have an Instagram. Uh, I think Matt Taylor mostly runs that, but you can like us on there. Um, yeah, just uh, check us out. We do have a... Uh, uh, Patreon, if you would like to donate. We also have some stickers. So if you happen to find me at the rink and you would like a sticker, 
please come get a sticker. I will say Matt Taylor was supposed to come give me the stickers, though, before the show, and he didn't show up. So I don't have the stickers on me right now, <laughs> but I will get them before the end of the day today. Uh, so go ahead and uh, come on and get your stickers. All right. Well, hey, uh, check us out every Thursday. All right. Later, guys. Bye.